Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lassie. Oh, Lassie. Hey, Timmy. What's up? Oh, hey, trusty narrator. I was just playing Frisbee with my pet Lassie here in the park, but it's almost dinner time, so I'm calling her to come back. Lassie! Hey, Smarty Pants, do you own a pet? If so, you're not alone. Did you know that more than half of all the people on the planet own one? Wow, I did not know that. Lassie! And Smarty Pants, can you guess which pet is the most popular? I bet Timmy here knows. I do? Let's find out. What do you think, Smarty Pants? Is it A, dogs, B, cats, or C, fish? What do you say, Timmy? Uh, I'm not sure why you think I'd know this. Um, cats? Lassie! No, not cats. Although a lot of people do own cats, nearly one quarter of all pet owners worldwide have a cat. And many have more than one. But nearly one-third of all pet owners own a dog. And one-third is more than one-quarter. And sorry, fish owners. Only about 12% of pet owners have a fish. Which means Timmy and his dog are in very good company. Dog? I don't own a dog. You don't? Nope. Ah, there she is. Come on, Lassie. Let's go home. Wait, 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 wait. Your pet Lassie is a cow? Yep, and a good one, too. Ain't you, girl? Aw, 
She loves when I scratch behind the ears. Uh, no offense to me, but I don't think cows are supposed to be pets. Why not? Well, they're, um, hmm, hmm, actually that's a good question. Why do some animals make good pets while other animals don't? How did we end up with pets in the first place? And what are some of the most unusual pets out there? It's time for another whiff of history and science on... Who smarted? Who smarted? Who smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up! Everyone, we make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted. Hey, Smarty Pants. I know I asked before if you had a pet. Now, for those that do, what kind of pet do you have? Or if you don't have a pet, just tell me your favorite animal. Go on, shout him out. Yep, I'm hearing lots of cats and dogs. I got some hamsters, some rabbits, goldfish, birds, bearded dragon. Nice. Even a few snakes. Okay, a little scary. What's that? A spider? Like a tarantula? You're braver than I am. You know what I'm not hearing from the pet people? Elephants. Hippos. Warthogs. Or cows. So why is that? Why are some animals pets and some animals are just animals? My cow Lassie is special. I'll say. I've never seen a cow catch a frisbee before. Hey, Timmy. Supper's almost ready. Go wash up and make sure Lassie doesn't track mud all over the floor again. Okay, Mom. Oh, hi, narrator. Are you joining us for dinner? Sure, Timmy's mom. I'd love to. Wow, you have a lot of animals in here. Eh, it's not always like this. Friends go on vacation and they ask us to watch their pets. Especially since I'm a pet expert and veterinarian. I love doing it. But yeah, there's a ton of animals here. And some of these are not your typical pets. Was that an ostrich that just ran by? Yep. That's Oscar. What can I say? Not everyone is into cats and dogs. There are lots of animals that can become pets. They just need to be domesticated. Ooh, smarty pants. Do you know what that word means, domesticated? Not only is it a big word, it's kind of important when it comes to pets. Timmy's mom, would you like to explain? Certainly. Domesticated animals are wild animals that have changed over the years to become comfortable living with humans. Many of these animals were trained to work, like horses that can move things or carry people. Others were farmed for food, like turkeys, pigs, chickens, even cows. These animals are very useful, but aren't usually pets. Whoa, we're not turning Lassie into a hamburger. No, Lassie is special, and she's not being used as food. Although we do enjoy her milk sometimes. Nope, we've adopted Lassie. 
like most people adopt other domesticated animals, such as dogs and cats for companionship or friendship. We like having her around, which is the reason most people keep pets. But like we said earlier, some animals don't make good pets. So why is that? It's because only certain types of animals can be domesticated. First, they have to grow and mature quickly, which makes them easier to farm or train. As you know, piglets and puppies don't stay small for very long. Also, they need to have lots of babies in a year, providing many opportunities for that type of animal to adapt to humans. I'm sure you've seen all the kittens running around this place. I certainly have. They sure like to scratch the furniture. Smarty Pants, have you noticed that kittens and puppies are usually born in groups? Do you know what they're called? Is it A, herds, B, packs, or C, litters? Did you say C, litters? That's right. And when these baby animals grow up and have babies of their own, and then those babies grow and have babies, the animal species evolves or changes to become better suited to live with humans. People often help make specific changes, too, by getting dogs with traits they like, like softer fur, to have babies together, making lots of dogs with soft, fluffy fur. Smarty Pants, do you know what that's called? I think I heard somebody say it. It's called breeding. Lona, stop drinking from the toilet. With breeding, many of these domesticated animals change so much and rely so much on humans, they can no longer live in the wild. That means it's best not to set a pet free if you can't live with it anymore. Instead, you should find another owner. Besides breeding abilities, there are some other traits that make certain animals good for domestication. They tend to live well with other animals, are used to following commands, and can learn how to do things. Like catching frisbees. They can also learn to deal with day-to-day changes, as people sometimes make mistakes when taking care of them. Oh, sometimes I forget to feed Lassie, especially when we're out having fun. Sorry, Lassie. Now, a cow might be an unusual pet, but it still has all those traits that allow it to be domesticated, just like a dog. Dogs in the wild are wolves, and these were the first animals to be domesticated. Do you know when this happened? Smarty Pants, can you guess when people first started having dogs? Was it A, more than 11,000 years ago? B, more than 6,000 years ago? Or C, about 2,000 years ago? The answer is A, more than 11,000 years ago. Some say the first domesticated dogs may have appeared earlier than that. It actually happened before people started writing down history. So we don't know exactly when or how it happened. But it's nice that it did, don't you think? Absolutely. Luna, off the table. As for cats, 
They may be domesticated, but house cats aren't much different than wild cats. It doesn't look like humans played as much of a role domesticating them as they did with dogs. Some say cats may have just decided to hang out with people about 8,000 years ago, and we've been friends ever since. Who knows? Maybe they think they have domesticated us. What about bigger cats like tigers or other large animals like elephants? Some people own those. Can they be domesticated too? Actually, no. What? You may have heard about somebody who owns a bunch of tigers or an elephant. They may have tamed these animals to live with them, but they're still wild and could be dangerous. Elephants, tigers, and other wild animals don't have babies often enough to become domesticated. A newborn puppy will love you no matter what, but a baby tiger, oh, not so much. That's right, Timmy. And because of this, wild animals don't make good pets. But you don't need a wild animal to have a crazy pet. Wait till you hear what some people have adopted. Pets that stink. Ew. Chirp. And pets that, shh, don't make a sound. We'll meet these unique pets right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. Visit IXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. 
With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who's Smarted? So, smarty pants, we know cats, dogs, and even cows can be pets because they can be domesticated. But tigers and elephants should be left in the wild. What about a pet skunk? Skunks? P.U. No way. Actually, skunks are very sensitive, intelligent, and playful. They only spray to protect themselves out in the wild. Just don't get close to a skunk unless you know for sure it's domesticated. Or else... Ah. What about reptiles? I hear they make good pets. Uh-huh. There are plenty of domesticated reptiles. Many people own snakes. Which means they're not unusual pets. And domesticated ones are safe. That's also true of some lizards, including the bearded dragon. That one has scales on its throat that look like a beard. And they can change color. Bearded dragons don't breathe fire, though. Some people keep pet insects, including cockroaches. Cockroaches? Yep. A cockroach that makes a great pet is one from Madagascar called the Madagascar Hissing Cockroach. They hiss when they breathe. Just make sure you keep it in a closed fish tank because they like to climb and hide. Wow, I never thought about a cockroach for a pet. Other insects make good pets, too. Whoa. People in China adopt crickets. While the stag beetle is popular in Japan. Some of my friends have stick bugs, which look like sticks. They're pretty easy to take care of. They just eat lettuce. Of course, if you're looking for the easiest pet to take care of, there are pet rocks. They're very quiet, and you don't need to feed them at all. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard of those. Years ago, someone came up with the idea of selling ordinary rocks as pets, and they made a fortune doing it. They even created an owner's manual for it, saying the rock could do tricks like play dead. Huh? It was all in good fun. And even today, some kids are still naming and decorating stones and caring for them like pets. Maybe some of you smarty pants have tried that. I prefer my cow, Lassie. Who wants to play Frisbee? Not until you finish supper. Aw. Speaking of supper, I'm starving. Uh, where did mine go? Oop. 
Oops. I think the dogs and cats ate it. A super smarty shout-out to superfan and space camper Rayvan in Piscataway, New Jersey. Thanks so much for smarting with us and helping to support Who Smarted by attending our Smarty Camps. We're thrilled to hear that you learn so many interesting things on the ride to school every day. Keep up the great smarting, Smarty Pants. This episode, Pets, was written by Dave Belcalbodry and voiced by Jason Williams, Charlotte Cohn, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production. Bearded Dragon, nice. Nice. <laughs>